A snakehead is a Chinese criminal organization that smuggles people from one country to another. Most commonly, they work to move impoverished Chinese immigrants to places like South Korea, Australia, and the United States. Snakeheads vary in size from small-time gangs to international syndicates, but all are dangerous and violent groups. Cheng Chui Ping was once a young Chinese woman who hired a snakehead to take herself and her family to America. After arriving in New York City, she began her own human smuggling business, using a grocery store as a front. Several years and millions of dollars later, the U.S. Department of Justice would claim that Ping was one of the biggest and most successful human smugglers of all time. Ambitious, charismatic, and ruthless, Ping would rise to the top of the New York criminal underworld, becoming the mother of all snakeheads. I'm Zach Knight. Welcome to Shaking America, a history podcast. Sources for this episode include Snakeheads and Smuggling, The Dynamics of Illegal Chinese Immigration by Patrick Radden Keefe in the World Policy Journal, The Case of the Snakehead Queen from the FBI Online Archives, and the BBC article Cheng Chui Ping, Mother of Snakeheads. I apologize in advance for butchering various names throughout this episode. I don't speak Min Chinese, or any dialect of Chinese, so it's tough. In Chinatown, she was known by the affectionate nickname Sister Ping. A middle-aged grandmother, Cheng Chui Ping owned several local businesses, including a grocery store, a travel agency, and a restaurant. Well-liked in the neighborhood, she gave frequently to the poor and helped newly arrived immigrants find work. Many considered her to be a pillar of the community. She was also the head of a multi-million dollar criminal organization that smuggled illegal Chinese immigrants into America, affiliated with violent Chinatown street gangs while running a sophisticated global business. Sister Ping was one of the most important crime figures in the New York City underworld in the 1980s and 90s. She began, however, with nothing. Ping was born in 1949 in a rural farming village in Fujian on the eastern coast of China. She was one of five children in a very poor family. Growing up, she spent countless hours working on the farm, chopping wood, maintaining the crops, and taking care of the animals. They worked hard, but rarely had enough to eat. Ping later stated, the people who were lazy ended up dead. Unfortunately, Her family's financial problems were exasperated by the times they lived in. The Great Chinese Famine and the Cultural Revolution dominated Ping's childhood. A period of great violence and instability, the last decades of Mao Zedong's reign were marked by massacres, political purges, and man-made disasters. Millions fled the country, while an estimated 40 million of those who stayed died. Shortly after marrying a boy from a neighboring village, Ping decided she would be one of those who leave. She gathered as much money as she could and contacted a local snakehead. The journey to America was a long and difficult one. 
Hidden with dozens of other people inside of a shipping container on a cargo ship, the migrants had little food or water and were locked inside a dark metal box for hours or even days on end. The heat was brutal, and the smell was almost worse. The smugglers would transport Ping and the others from Fujian to Hong Kong, from Hong Kong to Canada, and from Canada finally to New York City. Along the way, Ping was moved from a ship to a plane and then back onto a ship. When she finally arrived in America, Ping had developed an in-depth understanding of the process of human smuggling. Almost immediately after she moved in, Ping's apartment was broken into and emptied of valuables by the local street gang called the Fuk Ching Gang, spelled F-U-K-C-H-I-N-G, if you were curious. Their leader, a young man named Ah Ke, was notorious for his involvement in several turf wars and had risen to the top of the crew by sheer force of will. His gang primarily made money through robberies and heroin trafficking and was one of the most feared criminal organizations in the city. But we'll come back to them in a minute. Despite the robbery, Ping was not shaken. She had experienced the cutthroat nature of her new environment and saw opportunity. Determined not just to survive, but to make a name for herself, Ping got to work. She opened a grocery store with her husband and began planning new ways to make money. Her first scheme was an illegal money transfer system that undercut the fees of official banks, providing fund transfers for tens of thousands of immigrants. Her business put her in contact with smugglers from around the world, creating an international network of snakeheads and other criminal syndicates. Building on her new success as a broker, Ping began running her own snakehead operation. For a fee, she would fly migrants from Fujian to Manhattan, giving the newly arrived travelers forged work visas when they landed. As a businesswoman, Ping developed a reputation for being extremely dependable, a rare trait in the criminal world. Her operation proved to be remarkably profitable, making millions in just a few years. Soon, she was one of the fastest-rising crime figures in America. If you had a family member in China that you wanted to move to America, you saw Sister Ping. In 1989, the Tiananmen Square Massacre shook the world. Following the massacre, the U.S. offered all Chinese students asylum in America. Thousands upon thousands of people applied for this chance at safety. For Ping and the Snakeheads, business boomed. In fact, so many people were attempting to enter the U.S., they started to struggle keeping up with the demand. As a result, Ping began devising a way to rapidly expand her growing empire. To do so, she reached out to the very people who stole from her when she first came to America. She set up a meeting with Ake and the Fuqing Gang. Remember those guys from a little bit ago? The Fuqing Gang was not the biggest or the most outright powerful street gang in Chinatown, but under their young leader Ake, it had become a bold and formidable group. They trafficked heroin into New York City via shipping boats, and did not hesitate to murder anyone who interrupted their operation. Their reputation was an ugly one, and Ping saw value in that. The sit-down happened in Sister Ping's modest apartment. Despite her millions, her home was indistinguishable from that of an average immigrant family. Ake opened the meeting by apologizing for robbing Ping years ago. Ping responded by saying, That's what happened in the past. We're talking business now. The two joined forces and devised a new strategy. In addition to the planes Ping was flying in, 
she decided to add cargo ships to her business. Similar to the way she first arrived in America, migrants would be shipped to New York in cargo crates. They would then be moved to the Fuqing Gang's fishing boats and smuggled ashore. This collaboration grew into one of the largest illegal enterprises in the world. Ping charged up to $40,000 a person. If the fee was not paid up front, the newly arrived immigrants would be forced into indentured labor until the cost was covered. Failing that, Ping would send Ake's gangsters into the migrants' homes to threaten, beat, and even rape them and their loved ones. Her alliance with the Fuqing had made Ping more willing to inflict violence on others, and by the early 90s, she effectively ruled the neighborhood with an iron fist. As she made more money, she made more investments, including multiple restaurants, a Chinatown clothing store, property in Hong Kong, and even a farm in South Africa. But all things come to an end. In 1993, a cargo ship named the Golden Venture ran aground on the Rockaway Peninsula near Queens, New York. The ship was carrying 286 migrants, including over a dozen of Ping's customers, hidden in cargo containers. They found themselves stranded on the sandbar. Just a few nights before, a gang war had broken out in Chinatown, and as a result, the Fuqing fishing boats had not been deployed. In the ensuing chaos, ten of the migrants attempted to swim to shore and drowned. The disaster made headlines around the world and drew the attention of the FBI. Peng was forced to flee the United States, going into hiding in China. She attempted to continue running her business, but found that the majority of her gangster allies had been arrested by American authorities and had now begun to rat on her one by one. After being threatened with multiple life sentences, Ake agreed to give the FBI crucial information regarding the other Fuqing members and Peng's organization. In return, his sentence was greatly reduced. In 2000, after six years on the run, Ping was eventually captured in a Hong Kong airport carrying three different passports. She was extradited to the U.S. and charged with human smuggling, hostage-taking, money laundering, and trafficking in illegal goods. The judge gave her 35 years. Sister Ping died in a federal prison hospital in Texas in 2004. She was 65. Her death was on every news program in the country, and there was a decidedly mixed public reaction. Some called her a hero of immigration and a champion of the poor. Others called her a cold-blooded criminal who was responsible for immense suffering. Thousands of people attended her funeral. Her family still operates a Chinese restaurant in Manhattan today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shaking America.